fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, what a day. What a day. And we are middle of the way through the week, which means it is a good day as well. Welcome into the program, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty today. I feel anxiety today not because it's an anxious kind of day i'm actually having a really good day i'm feeling anxious because there is so much to talk about in such little time and we're going to try and cram as much of it as as we can into this program today so welcome aboard and thanks for riding the wild crazy train ride that we live in here on the voice of reason bottom of the hour we have john o'connor he is author of the book postgate we'll be talking about the durham investigation against hillary clinton i know it's a scandalous thing to talk about and i may not make it home tonight at the end of the day but by golly we're gonna talk about it Coming up in just a couple of minutes as well, we sat down earlier this morning with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio, and he talked about the latest of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. Now, like usual, we went, I don't know, like 25 minutes, 30 minutes with the interview, so we're going to play a portion of it here on the program. Then you can get the rest of it as a downloadable podcast for you as a special feature uh, that you can get after the show and listen to the entire extended, unedited version of the wildness that we talk about with the economy, with inflation, with the uh, Freedom Convoy, with Uh, Russia and Ukraine and everything in the middle as well in between. So we'll get to all that. There is a segment that we're going to play on the program today that I have to admit I did not think that we would ever hear from again on this program. But yet, here it is. What Donald Trump really meant to say. (laughs) Now, for those that may not be aware of the program or maybe relatively new listeners of the show, like after Donald Trump left office, we had this segment on the show because Donald Trump would say things. Now, as much as we love Donald Trump on this program, and I'm a big fan It took me a while to warm up to him, but I finally it clicked and I realized what he was trying to do. And it was largely because of this segment. What Donald Trump really meant to say. And what it essentially says is that while Donald Trump may have some good ideas, he's not the best articulator. Which I think is why some individuals liked Donald Trump as president for the uh, for the first term that he was in presidency, because he just said things. He said it the way it was. He said things that were on his mind. It wasn't scripted. It wasn't like the nice, polished political response, because you knew you were getting genuine Donald Trump. And I think a lot of people like that. So uh, in a little bit. We will talk about why we're bringing that segment back after he made a statement earlier today or last night, whenever it was, and what he is saying, what the media is trying to do to him, because obviously they're desperate for a story and they're trying to boost their ratings. And the only bit of ratings the mainstream media had was when they would had full on let's hate Donald Trump for 24-7. So, of course, the media outlets are focusing not on what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine, not on what's going on with the Freedom Caucus or the Freedom Convoy up in Canada, not with what's potentially going to happen with the Freedom Convoy here in the United States, but what Donald Trump's talking about with these issues after doing a radio interview. Yeah, that's all they have. 
they don't want to talk about those other things because they're kind of involved with those other things, and it makes them look really, really bad. So when we come back after a break in a little bit, we'll play uh, that segment, and we'll see what the heck Donald Trump was talking about. But first, from the 5th Congressional District in the great state of Ohio, we sat down just a little bit ago earlier this morning with Congressman Bob Latta as we talk about the latest out of Ukraine, what's going on with the situation, and will it get better or worse by the end of this whole shenanigans and scenario that we're living in. So this is Congressman Bob Latta from today. Congressman, how are you, my friend? Good. Thanks very much. Oh, yeah. It's always good to talk to you. There's a lot to talk about right now. Just in the last couple of days, things obviously heating up with Russia and the Ukraine, kind of the big story that uh, I got to pick your brain on here. We have had a month of the Biden administration talking really tough. We're going to lay down all these sanctions. We're going to punish Russia if they end up invading. We're going to do all this. Just yesterday, we had the quote-unquote separatist independent regions have peacekeepers. And by peacekeepers, we mean a whole bunch of tanks and military soldiers walk into those areas. Uh, so playing the politics of not technically invading the Ukraine right now because they they claimed them to be independent regions, but just waltzing right into neutral zones and getting closer to the border. What the heck's going on here, and uh, why aren't we responding appropriately to this? Well, again, you know, the Russians uh, really have looked at the situation and the, and the total picture. You know, you have to go back to uh, Afghanistan and the weakness that uh, the president showed there that and the way he pulled our troops out and, uh, you know, the 13 Americans being killed, you know, the dozens being horribly wounded. You think about what the president did on the first day in office, killing the Keystone XL pipeline, 840,000 barrels of oil from Canada that would come into the United States. You look at what the president did, you know, talking about taking the sanctions off Nord Stream 2. Then he turns around and what's he do? He kills as much American energy production as he possibly can on federal lands. So, and then, and then when gas prices start going up, what's he do? He says, oh, Russia, would you do, do us a favor and increase oil production to help us out here? And, uh, you know, when the Russians look at this, all they see is weakness. Yeah. And uh, so when you think about what's happened, and especially in the last uh, 24 to 36 hours, where the Russians, as you said, have quote-unquote entered into independent region. No, that, that's, the, that's Ukraine. That's not an independent region of those two areas. Yeah. There's been fighting going on there that's been backed by the Russians for a uh, good number of years. When I was in, in Ukraine about six years ago, fighting was going on then. And this is this is something the Russians have been pushing. And, uh, you know, the rest of the world is watching. And when you think about what uh, communist China could do with Taiwan, you think what the Iranians could do about getting a bomb, what they want to get, and you think about the North Koreans. And so, the you know, the, all the bad guys out there are watching, and they're not seeing much leadership. No, they're not seeing a whole lot of leadership right now. Uh, and as you mentioned, let's go back to uh, where kind of all this started uh, back during the Trump administration with a pipeline uh, from what I had heard going into Ukraine that was stopped by President uh, Trump and was rerouted elsewhere. And then once Biden got into office, it was uh, reversed and was put back into Ukraine. I know that the Bidens have a lot of ties with Russia, a lot of ties with Ukraine from Hunter Biden and some of the money coming from there with the ties that uh, that he had with Russia itself. Was this kind of preordained to happen once that pipeline started rerouting back into Ukraine? I mean, obviously, Vladimir Putin didn't do anything the last four years under the Trump administration. So why now, less than a year into the Biden administration? Well, again, the Russians have been playing a long game on this for for years. They've been in Western Europe uh, uh, paying these, quote unquote, groups to protest against 
uh, those countries from uh, exploring for and bringing up their own oil and natural gas. That would make them more dependent on Russia. And, uh, you know, we've seen uh, uh, fights that go on in Europe about, no, we don't want a pipeline coming in from uh, different parts where we might be able to get U.S. Uh, gas into the, into the uh, continent. So, you know, the Russians have, have made so much of Europe, you know, 35, 40 percent dependent on them. And, uh, you know, when the United States, you know, just a couple of years ago, and look at our gas prices gone up 50 percent in the last year under the Biden administration. All you have to do is look what we were doing under the Republicans when we held Congress and President Trump was in office, that, hey, we were we were able to outproduce Russian and Saudi Arabian oil production in any given day and became the number one natural gas producer in the world. But now we see that all reversed by this administration. Yeah. And uh, so they just perceive this weakness. And all of a sudden now, uh, you know, we're, Americans are going to see inflation Sky, if they think it's bad now, wait till the end of this year and wait till the whole country's paying over $4 a gallon for gasoline and other parts will be paying $5. Yeah. And uh, it's going to put the screeching halt on an economy that uh, when uh, President Trump left office and the as we in the Republican Party, uh, where we get some of the uh, changes done, we're seeing them all reverse in such a short period of time. I'm glad you mentioned the inflation because I did want to talk about that because right now we're seeing 7, 7.5% inflation year over year for just the beginning of the year. And like you said, we're not anticipating inflation to go down any time for the next year or two, which is really troubling to me. But uh, this is only going to inflate it. Plus, we have the supply chain issue that they're blaming on COVID. But I find ironic, again, because it, we didn't see it until two years into the COVID pandemic. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. Uh, plus, we see the, uh, the Freedom Convoy that could be interrupting things as well. I mean, we're really in the perfect storm for some really high inflation to continue to grow over the next year. Well, and again, you know, I look at the state of Ohio, 82 and a half percent of everything that comes to Ohio is truck. And so, you know, if we see, you know, diesel prices increase even more, that's going to put, you know, more uh, cost on everything that uh, people buy here in the state of Ohio. You know, I don't care if it's from uh, your glass of milk to uh, a carton of eggs, to, you know, chicken, you name it. So when you think about those prices, but then it's overall with everything else. And we had a 25% increase just in the last year, just on utility costs for Americans. Mm-hmm. And when you think about where we're going to be with more, you know, when prices keep going up. And again, uh, we, this, this is all preventable. This is a horrible thing about this. This is all preventable. But this administration uh, played to the hand of the Green New Deal in the far left and the, you know, the socialists out there. And uh, all those people, and all of a sudden now they're saying, oh, it's, it's COVID's fault. Well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi is blaming uh, inflation on we have too many people working. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, folks, no, you don't quite understand. We want we, The more people work, the more things you can produce, which means you have more product out there. The, you know, the, the simple idea about inflation is, it's too many dollars chasing too few goods at that year. But, you know, last year with the Democrats, too, on their own without a Republican vote, they passed almost a $2 trillion, quote-unquote, COVID bill. Mm-hmm. That uh, now they say, well, we don't have money for COVID. And uh, less than 10% of that was actually going to COVID. But now they can't account for where the money went. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's an ongoing issue there. Uh, let's real quickly, kind of as we wrap up the Russia discussion here, uh, the sanctions that the Biden administration put in place for the 
neutral, quote-unquote, regions yesterday. What is it going to take? As he's talking tough and he's going to you know, hold Vladimir Putin accountable, at what point is he actually going to say, fine, we're going to put all the harsh sanctions onto the entire country of Russia, as the United Kingdom came out yesterday afternoon and did as well? Well, and again, when you when you think about the two the two regions that the Russians have now occupied, and that's what I'm saying, you've occupied a, a sovereign country uh, area. Yeah. That uh, you know, when you say, "Oh, we're just going to hit those areas," well, those are <laughs> there's not a lot there to hit. <laughs> and what you want to when you want to do is you want to go after Russia. Yeah. And again, when you think about Russia and where they get their you know their dollars or their rubles come from, where. It comes from oil and natural gas production. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and one of the things is we can't be out there buying Russian fuel. And, you know, like this administration wanted to see happen, which is just crazy. Yeah. So if you, want to, if you want to go after the Russians, you go after the, the, really the only area that they can get uh, money in, and that's from oil and natural gas production. Sure. And then you look at their banks and everything else that you can start hitting. But, uh, you know, if all you're going to do is to say, oh, we're just going to do, you know, around the edges, that's not going to stop Russia because again, Putin is a dictator, and he, you know, he got a rubber stamp from, uh, you know, their their uh, legislature, if you might even call it that, that uh, saying, oh yeah, whatever you do, is fine. Yeah, whatever you do is fine. There it is. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District. That interview we did a little bit earlier today, and we'll have the full interview up as an extended special feature podcast because, again, like usual with him, we love the time that he gives us. He gives us 25, 30 minutes every time we chat with him. So uh, you'll be able to hear that full extended interview if you want to go after the show and download that podcast as a special feature with nothing but just that interview along with the regular show as well. We'll take a break when we come back. The response from others, from the mainstream media, and even from Donald Trump on this Russian thing. What do we have to say about all this? Plus, we'll talk with John O'Connor in a little bit. Stay here. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you are 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. I don't know about you, but I am extremely excited about CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, starting tomorrow. Over the next couple days, we will play some clips from that, possibly live if there's doing it, if they're doing anything exciting during that time. We'll also be playing some clips from stuff that happened throughout the day, so that'll be kind of the focus for the next few days. And I, I tell you, if you've never been, if you don't know what CPAC is, it is probably the most too raw, exciting, like get you pumped up, uh, get the uh, political fuels recharged uh, type of convention that you could ever go to, to just hear conservative messages and know that conservatism is not dead. And by a long shot, we're actually gaining traction. And it's it's an interesting one this year, though. Very interesting. We're going to talk about it a little bit before the show ends today to kind of tease you what's coming up. So look forward to that one. John O'Connor, he'll be right around the corner as well, talking about Postgate is his book, and he'll talk with us about the Durham investigation with Hillary Clinton. Could we potentially see the Clintons behind bars? What? What? I mean, probably not. Let's be realistic. But at the same time, a guy can hope, right? A guy can hope. Come on, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on, Joe. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's get into, here it is, our segment that I thought we would be done with that I didn't think we'd ever have to do again, but yet here it is. So let's go ahead and do this thing. What Donald Trump really meant to say. So there was an interview that he did on a radio program just in the last day where he, according to the mainstream media, said that Vladimir Putin was a genius. Now, before you start judging Donald Trump, left-wing Democrats, maybe we should put things into context a little bit. And let's remember, again, that Donald Trump is the unpolitician, unseasoned, unpolished guy that just kind of goes off the cuff. And we need to understand that. But yet the, the media never gave him that because, of course, he's the most evil, hated human being on the face of the earth. According to the New York Daily News. He said that Vladimir Putin was a genius for invading portions of Ukraine and blasted President Joe Biden for weakness. Now, of course, this is the New York Daily News, mind you. So this is what he had to say. Uh, Talking about the independent, I say that in air quotes again for the radio listeners, independent uh, regions of Ukraine where the separatists said, we're not part of Ukraine, we're just an independent area. And Putin said, great, we're just going to move our peacekeepers in there just to make sure to keep the peace on everything that's going on. That would be, by technicality, an invasion of Ukraine. But nonetheless, that's not the way they're seeing it. But we didn't start a war because they're an independent region. And then all of a sudden, we're going to cut sanctions and we're actually going to cut trade and cut relationships with that area from the U.S. Really stupid. We talked about it yesterday and there's no need to go down that road again. But what Donald Trump said is that Putin was very savvy, quote unquote, and outsmarted Biden by recognizing two breakaway regions as independent areas. Quote, this is genius. Putin declares a big portion portion of Ukraine is independent. Oh, that's wonderful. He said, how smart is that? 
He goes on to say that he's going to, uh, quote, he's going to go in as a peacekeeping force, and that's the strongest peacekeeping force. i got to do it in the Donald Trump voice. He's going to go in as a peacekeeping force, and that's the strongest peacekeeping force that I've ever seen. It's beautiful. It's the biggest one that we've ever seen in our entire life. you got to say that's pretty savvy. Now, according to the mainstream media, they, of course, interpret this as, oh, Donald Trump is supporting Vladimir Putin, which is not what he's saying. That doesn't make any sense in any way, shape, or form, because if you actually pay attention, what he goes on to say after talking about the election and how he should be in there and so on and so forth, he says, I know Vladimir Putin very well, and he would have never done this during the Trump administration, what he's doing now. No way. The weak sanctions are insignificant relative to taking over a country, yada, 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 and so on. But it wouldn't have happened if I were president of the United States. They waited until the Biden administration, which is 110% accurate. So, no, he's not saying, who route way to go? You're a super smart guy. He's saying, wow, that's a smart political move because Biden didn't see it coming, and Biden's kind of an idiot and doesn't know how to respond to this. And you know what? You outsmarted our own president because our president's not the most smartest guy on the face of the earth right now. In fact, he's probably not one of the smartest guys in the country. In fact, he's not probably one of the most smartest. I'm just going to stop there. You get it. But according to the mainstream media, their new talking point that you're going to see on the mainstream talking point news cycle is Donald Trump supports Vladimir Putin and outsmarting the president of the United States. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. We are halfway through the program already. Hold on. The water went down the wrong pipe during the break. Trying to regain my composure here. Great to have you along for the ride today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Hopefully you uh, had a great Wednesday today. Hopefully yesterday you had a great 222 of 2022. A lot of twos in there. It was a Tuesday. Ah, see? See what we did there? called a joke. Thank you. I'll be here for the next half hour. Welcome back into the program. Your political therapist trying to therify you through all your frustrations and anger on the political front. Just need to make it a little zen today. What do you say? We talked about the Russian-Ukrainian incident. We'll continue to cover that as uh, we get more. But, uh, of course, the media not focusing on the lack of sanctions that Joe Biden has put on Putin and the real situation of how we got here in the first place. But, of course, they had to go after Donald Trump, so we had to do our... What Donald Trump really meant to say. And we did that last segment. But right now, let's shift gears a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about Russia and Ukraine today, but let's shift gears a little bit to another investigation that's going on. 
What's trending today? And I get a lot of feedback from you of when we had this next guest on, which I'm really happy to have on. He is the author of Postgate, How Washington Post Betrayed the Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. You can find his book, his information, and his podcast online at postgatebook.com. But the man himself, John O'Connor, back on the line with us here. John, how are you, my friend? Hey, just great, Andy. How how are things? Uh, We are living the dream. I tell you what, it is sad yet comical and fun to watch all at the same time when we have uh, imagine if you will uh and i used the scenario yesterday with how biden put these sanctions onto russia uh imagine i live in kansas here my flagship imagine if missouri and kansas and new york all have a relationship missouri wants to take over kansas they take over kansas and then new york says you know we're going to stop trading with kansas to punish missouri for invading kansas I'm not sure how that makes any sense, but that's exactly what Putin, uh, what Biden did with the two uh, independent sovereign na- uh, regions there uh, on eastern Ukraine after the invasion yesterday. Uh, could you enlighten me on how that makes any sense? Well, it doesn't make any sense. It's what you do if you're basically don't have a foreign policy at all. <laughs> uh, listen, they, you know, Putin invaded because he took the measure of Trump. You notice the. the Nothing changed between Biden and Trump, except Biden was substituted for Trump. And all of a sudden, guess what? Putin feels he can invade. Remember this. Everything is of a piece. And when we talk about Biden's corruption in Ukraine back in the day, and remember, the first time uh, Russia invaded Ukraine was, uh, you know, when when you had that maiden revolution. Um, That came about because of Biden's, uh, not Biden's, but Obama's screw up. So, so. You know, Biden's not to be blamed for that. But then Biden is named the point man. He sees a lot of opportunity for corruption. Sure. He comes in there and he gets in bed with the most corrupt guys in Ukraine. And that had a significant impact on the ability of uh, Ukraine to really get its act together and, and, and get stronger. So you have that issue, his tremendous, tremendous uh, corrupt activities that, that were weakening the country. Yeah. And then you also have to go back in time. And, you know, Obama, when he was a senator, started trying to take the guns away and actually managed to force Ukraine to give up hundreds of thousands of, of, of small arms and shoulder launch, shoulder type grenade launchers. Sure. Then later on as president, then got them to give up all their nukes and so forth and so on. So we made them weaker and then we promised we would. Uh, defend them. Don't worry. We'll promise to defend them. In one agreement, it was both the United States and Russia agreeing to defend Ukraine. Well, wait a second. You're you're agreeing with Russia that you'll defend Ukraine. I mean, maybe Russia is like a big bad wolf there. Ukraine is, I don't think we can ignore Ukraine. Uh, It's a great loss to us. I don't think with what, I I, I wouldn't go to war over it, Uh, you know, and the sanctions are nothing. I mean, Putin's going to say, you mean you can trade Ukraine for these sanctions? Ukraine can feed 600 million people. It's that rich a country agriculturally. It has tremendous uranium reserves, plenty of uh, other rare earth metals. It's a tremendous, tremendous bonanza for whoever controls it. And one way you control Ukraine, of course, is by, you know, uh, by controlling the Black Sea uh, ports and so forth. So it's this is just it's, it's just an example of having tremendously weak leadership. I don't think you need to go to war over anything, but, you know, uh, he didn't invade when Trump was there, although everybody acts like Trump's a patsy for 
Russia. Not so. Right. Putin didn't do that. So we have we have an interesting uh, scenario there where you know weakness invites this, and this is what we've got. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like you said, I mean, we kind of said, don't worry, just de-arm yourself, get rid of all your small arms, get rid of your nuclear arsons, and then we will protect you. And then we kind of left them to hang out to dry. And, you know, welcome to the progressive policies, unfortunately. So we'll, uh, it's it's a sad situation all around. I don't want to talk all the time on that one because there's another major thing that I think is being um, thrown underneath the pile of paper, so to speak, especially in D.C., where they're wanting everyone to focus on this, the mainstream media wanting everyone to focus on this this or you know how evil a freedom convoy is that sort of thing but they're not focusing on of course the hillary clinton investigation with the with the durham report and now that this is starting to gain some traction and new information's coming out what has come out where are we with the situation and could this potentially move forward oh yeah my over under on this andy is 10 to 15 indictments 10 is the over under i think wow. as many as 15 uh oh no and Hillary, it is so sickening what she's done. And what's interesting about it is she has this great scorn and cynicism for the ability of the public to ever get this information because she knows the media is under her thumb. Uh, she's saying, oh, this is crazy. This is senseless. And now you're seeing all these left-wing sites says, oh, yeah, this whole Durham thing is not anything. Boy, there's nothing there. You know, it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, the latest thing, you know, the, the left press uh, uh, tries to minimize the latest filing of Durham, which is really only for conflict of interest purposes. But some of the stuff he revealed is, is pretty amazing. But what we've got is let me give you the groups of people that are going to be indicted here. You've got to, and, and this is what's sickening about this is Hillary had control of all these things, not only the media, but the FBI and the CIA acting in concert with all these teams of people that were literally uh, making up false stories. She had tech people that could use their tech ex expertise to throw sand in the eyes of somebody that might look at a claim, this Alpha Bank claim. We've now just learned about this, this Yoda phone. That's a Russian phone company. Mm. Uh, they make up these conspiracies that Trump is communicating with Putin through the Alpha Bank, through Yodafone, uh, giving it to the FBI, giving it to the CIA, leaking it to the press. It was all nonsense, that, but they used cybersecurity people who had access to these servers to cook up these things. Uh, so you have six or seven FBI guys that participated in false statements. That's the over-under. There. there may be more I just don't know about. Uh, you have Hillary's three campaign people, Jack, Jake Sullivan, Jennifer Palminteri, the communications person, and Robbie Mook, the campaign director, Jake Sullivan being the foreign policy advisor. Jake Sullivan made up the Russian collusion thing. He was the guy that came up with it. Uh, those people may or may not, it looked like they were involved, Sullivan was involved in the Alpha Bank story, but they are under a microscope right now as to what part they had in giving false information to the FBI. Then you have this team of, of uh cybersecurity people, and this Rodney Joffe, a campaign guy that was going to get a job with uh, the Hillary uh, administration. He's a rich tech guy. And then a couple scientists that he recruited to help draw a, quote, inference and a, quote, narrative, unquote, that Trump was colluding with Russia. So whether those tech people can be shown to knowingly falsify 
I think, is the burden for Durham. I think he thinks he could prove it. So you have the campaign people. Then you have Michael Sussman, the campaign lawyer. His partner, Mike, Mark Elias, probably is, is there, too. And then you have Charles Dolan, uh, the guy that made up the uh, – was a witness for Igor Danchenko uh, to say that there was this Russian collusion plot. And uh, so all of these people are in conspiracy, actually, <laughs> believe it or not, with Putin's guys. That's the other thing. While they're accusing Trump of colluding uh, with Putin, all Putin's men are helping Hillary throw this stuff at Trump. This was not an (laughs) – he was not favoring Trump. His guys were working against Trump, thinking that Hillary would be the next uh, president. So the whole thing just stinks. The whole thing does stink, and the funny part about it is that after the stuff comes out and while this comes back into the news, what happened is we see Hillary Clinton do a tweet just a couple of days ago just saying, oh, the conspiracy theories are getting crazy and so out of hand, and as soon as we get close to Trump, then the mainstream or the media just starts going on the attack against me, and I'm an innocent victim. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to go speak at the New York State Democrat Convention because I have aspirations apparently to run for president again. Like, she's going back to her same old tactic of, oh, my gosh, just don't pay attention to it. Her, you know, her adage of at what point does it really matter anymore? It doesn't matter. It's just a conspiracy. Just blow it off and ignore it. Remember this. She first started this when she was the one that was really guilty in White Watergate. Luckily for her, everybody got onto this Monica Lewinsky thing. Uh, but really, Bill was relatively innocent other than his philandering and so forth. But <laughs> It was Hillary who was responsible for Filegate, Travelgate, this gate, Billinggate, lied to Congress. And we were so fatigued by the whole thing with Bill that when it came around to investigate Hillary, finally the new special counsel came in and said, okay, I'm closing this down. So she got out of that one. Nobody really focused on what she did there. She knows her stuff. And guess what happened during that scandal? Everyone went against Kenneth Starr. She that got is. the media to say that Kenneth Starr was the epitome of evil. I tell you what, and of John, course, everybody goes along with it. Yeah, we got to take a hard break. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Uh, I can. My heart stop is at three. Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. We got about four minutes when we come back here, so hang tight because I want you to finish that story and remind individuals how she was involved with that Watergate issue and how she's used the same tactic over and over and over again. Hang tight. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show goes by way too fast. And we appreciate this guy sticking on here a couple more minutes. Make sure and get him out in time as he's a busy, busy guy. It is John O'Connor, author of the book Postgate. You can find his information, postgatebook.com. Also with his podcast, The Mysteries of Watergate, which is perfect and ties right into what we're talking about here. John, for those that may not remember... How was Hillary Clinton involved with Watergate, and is she using those same political tactics uh, from what she's used then to now? Has her strategy changed over the years at all? Well, it was really white Watergate, not Watergate. She did. That's right. Uh, she did actually do some work in in Watergate, in which she took a position diametrically opposite to the one she later took when her husband was indicted. Uh, about what it took to impeach somebody when it was Nixon, she took a position that, oh yeah, no, you can impeach somebody for <laughs> uh, coughing too loud. But once when you know when, when her husband was starting to get impeached, oh no, you can in, only impeach him if you can victim of multiple murders. No, so she's of course was was but but getting to White Watergate, what she did was she lied about her work for the SNL uh, of of uh, Jim McDougal's bank the the uh, I forget the name of the, the bank right now, but uh, but she lied about that. She also had uh, uh, used FBI files to look at her political enemies. And of course, that's Filegate. Travelgate, she fired the White House travel people to put her buddies in there. She did a lot of things that were, and, and she lied about several things, but uh, she got away with it by, and one of the things they did was they attacked Kenneth Starr, the special prosecutor. Uh, you know, Steve is just this terrible guy. Meanwhile, Ken Starr is this milk toast, uh, sort of pious, very nice, gentlemanly, courtly man who's uh, just a peach of a guy. And of course, they made him look like uh, the devil incarnate. So the whole thing is just, uh, yeah. it's a very, and he was, he was a sitting judge for a while. He's well-renowned as a Supreme Court litigator and, and uh, so forth. Very brilliant man. And he was just uh, pilloried by, by uh, Hillary. Uh, Hillary Pillory, you might say. So now here she is. Uh, she made up this whole Russian collusion thing. This is not something that came from Christopher Steele. She made it up, and people like Steele were simply executing it. Steele executed. Her, tri- her, her lawyers came up with their own stories. She had these high-tech people come up with frauds. And then they got the FBI involved, 
And the FBI lied 17 times to the FISA court, according to their own um, Inspector General, Michael Horowitz. So she had all those people helping her. And this is a woman who had already gotten $350 million from various people interested in making sure that the Uranium One sale to Vladimir Putin went through back in 2010. So she's done so much stuff. And then, of course, later on, when they're subpoenaing her server for the email, uh, you know, subpoenaing her server, her underlings smash the server and then bleach bit it and destroy it so that she, so they won't get any of her emails, which probably would have showed her corruption. But at the very least, she obstructed justice there. Forget about the fact that she probably also used her server for classified emails, which is wrong. So she, she's done so much stuff wrong, and yet nobody touches her. Nobody lays a glove on her. Yeah. And she's very cynical, and she knows that the system works if you're not a conservative. Exactly. She she knows exactly how to work that system to a T. We got about 30 seconds left here, but do you think that she will end up behind bars once it's all said and done? I don't think so. I think there'll be too much. And remember, you've got a guy named Joe Biden, uh, and Joe Biden is going to whisper pardon to anyone who looks like they're ready to rat on Hillary. There, there are all kinds of people around Hillary that could rat her out if they would get threatened with a long sentence. Sure. But I think Biden's going to protect her with the, by whispering pardon. So I don't think it's going to happen. I would let me put this: the money I would be put, putting on this would be that Hillary would not be um, uh, indicted. I'm sensing some kind of similarity as well with between the Bidens and Hillary both working with the Russians, and then that outside force just playing games with us like a cat in a string. And uh, you know what? We fall for it every single time. The Democrats are the masters at falling for that game, and who's really in control of this country? That's the concern there. It's John O'Connor, PostgateBook.com. You can check out the book. You can check out his podcast. John, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. I appreciate the extra time. Let's get you back on again real soon. Hey, take care, Andy. This has been a blast. Hey, Thank you. Always fun. I, I love it. I appreciate that. We'll get you back on here real soon. Interesting stuff. It's funny how all the puzzle pieces start to fall into place, doesn't it? I Now, again, if I don't show up on the radio show tomorrow because I was in a car accident, then you know what happened. Ha! Again, thank you. That's my outgoing joke of the day. Tomorrow, we'll shift gears a little bit. We'll have some fun, talk about some positivity in the world as we talk about CPAC starting tomorrow evening. We have Christy Lay on the program. She'll be at CPAC speaking, so we'll get her from D.C. at the event. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.